talking about how the microphone amplifies sound. And something's being amplified in your mind and in your thoughts today. And whatever that voice is, or whoever those voices are, impacts the way that you think and how you feel and how you act. Therefore, we must take stock of who's on the mic. And that's why we've been looking at some of the voices that find their way there, like fear. We started talking about the first week for a lot of us is hogging the mic. We've talked about comparison is on the mic, um, how people's opinions are on the mic, how religion is on the mic. And finally, last week, how our past can jump on the mic. But if we want to get those things off of the mic, ultimately, we have to make sure that we've got the voice of God on the mic. Amen? And so that's where we're going today. So today we're asking the question, does God still speak? And can I hear his voice? Because it's not going to matter what messages we share about all these other voices that are on the mic, unless you know how to get God on the mic. And what I want to say is in the affirmative today that God is definitely speaking, and he definitely wants you to know his voice. Can I get an amen with that? This, this is not like a hierarchy of, of people who are on the stage or, or preaching sermons or having been to Bible college or have certain degrees or, or even leaders in the church. You know, God wants a relationship with everybody in the building, every single one of us. And how can you have a relationship with somebody and not have a conversation with them? right? And so we're not be able to know their voice and hear their voice in your life. So whoever you are listening today and wherever you are, um, the answer is in the affirmative. God is speaking and he wants to be speaking to you. And so we've got to ask the question, how do I know God is speaking? And how do I learn to hear God's voice? And how do I know God's voice? And how do I get a voice, um, that his voice on the microphone in my life? And so I'm assuming with those questions today that we want to know God's voice. So maybe we should start by asking that today. Do you want to hear God's voice? Do you want to know what he has to say about your stuff? (laughs) Do you want to know what he has to say about your decisions, about your attitude, about, you know, your direction uh, that your life is taking and about the people that you're choosing to form relationships with? How about maybe for some of us who you're going to marry, you know, or maybe who you're going to go into business with or what city you're going to live in or what kind of character you're going to have? Do you want to hear hear God's voice in all those things. And, and I, if you do, I guarantee you that God is speaking today and you can know his voice. So how can I hear the voice of God and how can I know the voice of God? Well, we're going to be talking about five different components today. And that's why I've got these five chairs um, that we're looking at and we see up here. And I'm going to find my space in this first chair right here. Five components today. And they're all a part of this story. And we're going to begin with the most essential one, okay? And so, which is you have to plant yourself right in this first chair right here, which is the word of God. Plant yourself in the word of God. If you want to hear the voice of God, you've got to plant yourself in 
the word because God is speaking and he is speaking through his word. Can I get another amen for that right there? In other words, if you're gonna become a person who can say with confidence that I know that God is leading me and I know God is speaking to me and I'm hearing his voice, then you must make an intentional decision to plant yourself in the word of God, not to be in church occasionally or not to own a Bible, not to you know have a devotional by your bed, not to sometimes drop into a sermon online or maybe get a little snippet of a podcast here or there. You have to make the decision, I'm gonna root my life in the word of God. So the, the, the psalmist makes this really clear to us in Psalm chapter one, and I love the way that the author just gives us a picture of what we're talking about and this is the whole axiom of this talk this morning. Um, so if you, if you don't get anything else, pay attention to this. The people who hear God's voice best are those who know his word most. Maybe I'll just say that again. The people who hear God's voice the best are those who know his word most. Most And the psalmist is helping us see that. And if you can, let's, let's please stand with me as we honor God's word in our key text this morning. And um, I'll read it to us. We'll put it up on the, the screen here. This is from the book of Psalm, chapter one. And I'll read it to us. It says, what delight comes to the one who follows God's way? He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. So in other words, he's protecting who's getting the microphone, right? He's careful of that. His passion is to remain true to the word of I am, meditating day and night on the true revelation of light. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. And God, I, I, we know that we sing all sorts of songs about you speaking to us this morning. God, we just pray again and we just say it one more time. Speak to us this morning. Give us a, a rhema word, a right now word for today. God, for this time and, and this time in our culture and this time in, in, our, in this season of life. God, a right now word more than anything. God, I, we'd want to hear your voice this morning. In your mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Thank you. So I'm just going to read that one more time. Psalm 1, verse 1, what delight comes to the one who follows God's ways. He won't walk in step with the wicked, being careful about who he's letting on the mic, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. His passion is to remain true to the word of I am, meditating day and night on the true revelation of light. So aren't, aren't those verses awesome? It's not like occasionally, you know, we hear a sermon on Sunday or once in a while it memorizes a verse of scripture or, you know, there are some highlighted passages, you know, kind of somewhere that I can find in the text that I go to. No, they're, they're meditating, they're marinating, they're soaking in, they're living richly in. Remember that phrase from last week? They're living richly in their positioned in the word of God and the law of the Lord day and night. And you're like, well, I get the day part. I get that. But we're asleep at night. So how do we meditate on God's word um, at night when we're sleeping? Well, it turns out a lot of us aren't asleep at night. <laughs> and I believe for my life, at least myself personally, a lot of the time, if I'm not sleeping at night, it might be because I didn't meditate on God's word in the day for me personally. But if for some reason now, if, if you're awake at night, guess what? Meditate on the word of God. 
Meditate on it. Now, the spiritual rhythm when this was written would be that the people would be awake at night because the watchmen would be on the walls at night, right? And so there would be reason to be up in the night. But the message is, wherever you're going, day or night, Make sure that you're planted, that you're rooted in the word of God. Through the day, you're meditating on it. And through the night, you're meditating on it. Why? Because those who hear God's voice best are those who know his word the most. So this is the written word. It's, it's breathed out by God for his people. And this is how we hear the voice of God. The scripture is, you know, closed. The, 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 the way it will be said theologically is that, you know, the canon is closed. Uh, what does that mean? It just means, you know, the 66 books of scripture that have, they've been confirmed by our church fathers as being the inspired word of God by the 300s is when that happened, that the scriptures were together and they were recognized, they were acknowledged, they're accepted, and there's no more writing. There are some empty pages at the back so those for those are for you to take some notes and maybe a few highlights but no more verses are going to be added no more chapters this is the word of God that we hold in our hands and and though the book may be closed here's the cool thing the book is alive it, it's, and it's, it's, it speaks to us. It is speaking right now. And God is speaking right now to anyone and everyone who wants to hear his voice. So number one, the number one seat that we sit in, I've got to plant myself in the word of God. But there's a second component to this process. So this one right here is our anchor. We want to make sure everybody knows this one. It's the anchor in the process. But there's a second component to this process. Um, and the second seat, scripture is the anchor. The second seat is I recognize that God's word is personal. It's personal. Hearing from God is personal. He'll speak to me. In other words, it's not just that there's a book, you know, sitting right here in seat number one. And I say, well, I want to study it and I want to learn about it. And I, you know, I want to memorize and I want to write on a note card and, you know, be able to teach it or tell a friend about it. It's, it's just ink on a page. That's not it. I recognize that these words right here are breath on a page. They're, they're alive, and the one who breathes them onto the page is still very much alive right now. And so, and, and, and I am in, through Christ, a relationship with God, so I'm not just interacting with ink on a page, I'm actually interacting with the word of God who is, who is who? Jesus, right? And so John 1.14 says, and so the living expression, talking about Jesus, the logos is the Greek word there, became a man, and he lived among us. And so in other words, God's word and Jesus are contemporaneous, right? They're the same. And when God is speaking, he's speaking what he wants to say through the person of Christ that he sent into the world. And so who also is the one who meditates on this law day and night while he's in human flesh and he quotes it and he refers to it and he teaches it and he unfolds it and he helps us understand what God says through the word. Jesus did that when he was on earth and he was planted in the word even though he was the word. Think about that for a second. So when I come to be planted in the word, I don't just, just show up and say, you know, oh, I need a highlighted passage for the day. No, I, I show up and I say, Jesus, I want you. I want to know you. I want to 
sit here with you and I want to linger with you and I want to fall in love with you. And I want to, I want to worship you and I want to honor you and I want to walk with you. I'm not just looking at this as a one dimensional book. I'm looking at this as a very personal relationship that says it doesn't mean that I, you know, necessarily get a, a personal scripture and you get a personal scripture. No, we're all holding the same holy word, but we come to it with a personal dimension in our lives and he speaks to us personally. And if you want to hear God's voice and you want um, God even speaking through you, we want to sit down and open the Bible. And when you start, you say, God, I want to know you. Will you speak to me? I am listening. Before you even open up that book or you turn on your phone, you get the app open to the scripture, say, God, would you speak to me and tune my ears? I want to listen to what you want to say through this living, breathing book, your words on this page. See, we're already upside down of most relationships with God because most relationships are highly transactional, right? Um, we're we're, we're going to see that in a moment. And we, we barely have time, it feels like, especially in our American culture, to sit down. We really just kind of need a resolution, a, a little word. And there, there really isn't a huge desire for a lot of us to, to get into a relationship. And then we wonder, I, I don't know why I don't hear God speaking to me. It's like, I wonder why not, right? Because we, you don't even sit down and want to sit down and have lunch with him, right? And have communion with him. Why would he share what he's thinking about any area of, of our life? So we're planted first in the word of God, but it's personal. And then I love this. Let's go to the next seat. There's also this thing about a plan. God's got a plan for us. And this might be the most powerful part of hearing the voice of God through the word of God for our lives, for some of us. Often when we come to God and we've, we've come to his word, and some of us, we already have a plan. We've already worked everything out. We already know what we're gonna do. And so we sit down and we bring our own plan. And you know, even though he's already got a plan for us, and you would think that we would just step into his plan, right? But have you, have you ever, you don't need to raise your hand, but have you ever come to God with a plan? <laughs> I, know what, I know what we're doing. Anybody here ever come to him with your plan? Like, I've got a plan. We're thinking about buying a house in the Black Hills. Now, I lack one last thing. <laughs> You're like, the inspection? No, we did that. We, we got that done. Funds for the closing? No, no, we, we, we got those all set up in escrow, whatever that means. I still don't understand escrow, uh, but it's a thing. Um, we, we've sold our house. We, we, we did all that. Yes, we did that. So what else? What more could you need? Well, I need your blessing, God. <laughs> I, I, since we're, we're, we're maybe not really have spent so much time in a relationship, we're not that tight. No, you're super busy. You don't even have to look at it. Maybe you could just send some angels down or something. And, 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 and that would be fine. If you just had somebody that on your team, I would just need to know that you'd put your stamp of approval on it. Would you do that? <laughs> or maybe you could take it another step further and say, no, I need a word from God right? And you open up your scripture and you're, you know, you're looking in scripture and it needs to have hills in it because we're buying in the hills. And while I was over here in Hezekiah, I read a verse about, you know, that says the Lord is, is God of the hills. So hello, hallelujah. We're going to the black hills. 
And, and the Lord has blessed our plans, right? And so when I come up in ministry, when I, was, when I was coming up in ministry, we were having a prayer time before this big event that we were doing. And this event was planned and paid for. People were at it. I mean, there were already people that had come through the door and we were in the circle, some of the leadership team. And it was just like, Lord, we're asking you to bless this night. Some of you have been in those circles, right? I just ask you to come and bless this night. Um, be in our midst tonight. Do, do what only you can do. And this older and more mature friend of mine was, was there and he said, what would happen if the Lord said, I don't want to bless this night? <laughs> and I said, well, we're going to do it anyway because everybody's already out there. <laughs> and the thing is, I realized that what we were doing and it wasn't even intentional was coming with a plan already in motion. And that, in this case, we hadn't honestly fasted or thought much about. We just kind of put this all together. And at the last minute, we needed God to give us that little stamp of blessing. And I believe that that kind of planning in life does not set you up to hear the voice of God. Because again, why would God talk to you about a plan that you've already completely and utterly worked out without any input from him? And so God loves to talk to the people who work the other way. And so now understand, I'm not saying, you know, to not leave the house until, you know, God tells you what to wear, but work and build and, and, and invite God into the process. Amen. So, but the, but the life lesson is this, I don't want God to just stamp the paper you know, of, of, of approval and put his blessing on it when I've already got a plan, I want to stamp it first. And you know what I want to put? I'm, I'm not stamping it with the word blessed because listen, I can't bless anything, but what I'm stamping it with is my yes. I'm saying yes. I'm, I'm just putting on the paper before he even says anything to me, yes. And you know what's on it? Nothing. No plans are even there yet. It's just, I, okay, yes, my life is yours. I've already surrendered and I'm putting it on the altar and I'm saying, you know what, God, I want to know what you want me to do with my life. So I'm gonna plant in your word. I'm gonna set myself there. I'm gonna dwell richly in it. And I, I wanna build my relationship with you. And I wanna live with you. You're the greatest thing in time and history, amen. And so I, I've got one shot at this life, but I want it to count. So I, I, I don't know any of the details. There's nothing on the paper yet. But honestly, I, I, I just wanna know you. And I've come to know you. And, and so as I'm getting to know you, I just wanna be where you are. You are amazing. You're consistent. You're beautiful. You're wise. And, and guess what? I, I don't need any diagrams or blueprints, even though I kind of sort of want them. You know, I, I don't need to know who all else is going to go or how it's going to work out or play out. I just want to know you. Your way is my way. So yes, and I'm telling you, this is the posture that God loves to speak into. This is the heart that he loves to speak into. And I believe this is the person who is gonna hear his voice. So it's putting yourself in that place where um, Samuel was. Remember, remember when um, he was dedicated at the temple and he heard his name called in the middle of the night? You guys remember that? He, he thought it was the prophet. So he got, gets up in the night and the prophet said, no, I didn't call you. And, and so he went back and he laid down and he heard his name again, Samuel, Samuel. So he goes back and we see this in 1 Samuel chapter three. And the prophet says, oh, I get this. It's not me that's calling you. It's the Lord who's calling you. So when you hear his name again, when you hear your name again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. 
<laughs> it's getting into that mindset. It's getting into that, that thought. It's, it's coming to the word of God and opening the book and say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I want you to speak to me today when I open up your word. And I want you to give me direction for right now, particular direction for my right now, this day. And so I'm not looking for that verse that I can sort of pick out, you know, and work around and say, ah, this is gonna confirm my plan. But, you know, now, yes, we wanna make sure that our plan is congruent to the word of God. Yes, we're gonna see that in a moment, but we're not coming in like I'm, I'm doing this whether or not I, I get a blessing or not or see the scripture coming around it or not. And so let's keep on going. The fourth part of this, you and I need to understand that God has given us a place to process how he's speaking to us. So we're planning in the word of God and we're personalizing and building a relationship with Jesus and we're opening our lives up to the plans that he has for us. But then God has fortunately put us all in community. So nobody is being called to live out the Christian life on their own. In other words, everyone God spoke to in the word like Abraham or Moses or Paul, when he spoke to them about the plan that he had the, for their lives, it was very much different oftentimes um, from, from the plan that they had for their lives. It was not for their benefit necessarily, but it was for the benefit of all people. So do we understand that? And so God isn't trying to get offline with you to only talk to you about things about you. <laughs> what he wants to be in relationship with you so that he can talk about the things with you that therefore can benefit all of his people. And so he's given you a place to process. That's number four, a place to process that in community. Because if you're like me every now and then, God says something to you and you're kind of like, well, I think that's what you're saying, but I'm not maybe 100% sure. So anybody been there before, right? You're trying to figure that out. And so where do you work that out? Where do you, where do you go to figure that out? Well, you work it out with him and you work it out in the word of God, right? But you, you work it out in the community of faith that God has put you in. That's why being in a circle is so important that you have relationship um, with people that are in the church. Who are the people in your circle? Who are the people, um, you know, that you're, who's your spiritual mentor? Who, who, who is your spiritual advisor? Who's your accountability group? Who, who's in your connect group? Who's in your fight club, right? Who are the, the planted people that are in a relationship with God that are surrendered to the purpose and plans that God has for them and that are also in your life? So that as you're working it out, they can speak into your life. Right? And so I, I remember um, when someone in a circle with Deanna and I said, you know, I'm, I'm making this massive and huge decision. And, um, and it felt like every person in our group, you know, thought at the same time, well, this just doesn't feel right. And I mean, kind of, kind of that was the general consensus. And, you know, ever been in a situation like that? Right? And, and, and it wasn't that we all said something to her as a group outright, but it was more that the next day, you know, one of us goes and, and, and has coffee with that person and says, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm not really feeling great about that. And, you know, there was a little pushback, but the next day another person talked to them on the phone and maybe said, you know, hey, I'm not feeling, you know, a lot of peace about this. Maybe you should consider this. And so in the end, long story short, you know, this person went ahead and made the decision to go ahead and do it anyway. And guess what? It, it didn't end well. But, but listen, when people were sharing, 
We didn't, we didn't come with, you know, the Lord has spoken to me and, you know, I have a word for you and you're not supposed to do that. No, it was just wisdom. It was just wisdom of people who were planted in God's word. So they, they had a relationship with Jesus in relationship with God who knew the person, knew the circumstances and were like, this just doesn't feel like a wise decision. And so that's called the process of living in community. And maybe sometimes somebody will give, you know, a prophetic word to somebody and it, it comes that way too. But it's, it, the, the process of living in community is a vital part of how God speaks to his people. Ephesians 5.21, Paul said, out of your reverence for Christ, be supportive of one another in love. A more familiar translation for a lot of us is submit yourselves to one another. Submit yourself to one another. What he was saying more specifically is be humble enough to be open to be spoken to. Have some people in your life that you have in your life that know you enough to be able to speak into your life that you, you've, you have a relationship with. So it's, it's more natural, you know, or even come under the, the authority of your brother and sister is what it means. Not just a spiritual teacher, but humble yourselves to each other and say, I believe God's speaking to me right now. I believe God has got something for us to do in life. And, and so I want to put that on the table, not just so that we could have a, you know, a democratic vote. And if it's four to three, I'll do it. And if it's not, I won't. But I just want to humble myself to the process because that's how I can confirm what God is saying to me. So we've got planning, planning ourselves in the word. It's personal. I've submitted a plan um, you know, the, the, to the right way of God. And I've got a process called the community and the church around me, which let me just ask that question again today. Who are the people that you would go to right away, that you would know right away, I'm gonna make a big decision, so I'm gonna go to these guys. Who are those people? Man, I hope we've got that. I hope we've got that in the body of Christ. I've got to get some people in my life that I will throw things out occasionally. Hey, this is, you know, I was thinking about, you know, whatever. And, and, and sometimes people are like, well, hey, here's what I think about that. Or, you know, here's my opinion about that. And I, but here's the thing. I, I have a couple friends in my life, you know, when that happens, <laughs> all they do, it's, it's, it's like almost every time, all they do is they send back scripture. Do you have anybody like that in your life? You know, I mean, you're, you're like, I, I wasn't necessarily looking for a, a passage of scripture, but thank you very much. I was just looking for some insight, maybe, maybe talking things through or, or whatever. And they, they're so planted and they're so immersed and so overflowing with the word of God. It's just what comes back from them. And their go-to response when they come back to me is like, okay, you know, you were asking about, you know, whatever. Okay, here is what God's word says about it, like in three different places about stuff like this. So let's start there. And I love it. That's the kind of person that we all need in our life because none of us want to make a big decision based on somebody else's preference. Right? And that doesn't mean that there's no place for us to make just, you know, wisdom decisions in life. And I'll touch on that in a second as well. But get planted in God's word. Is everybody with me? All right. So make it personal, a plan, a process, um, process in community. And then there's this last seat over here and it's particular. In other words, let me move into the place where I, I know God's 
speaks through his word, but does he speak particularly to me and into my situation? And the answer to that is what? Yes, of course he does. God wants to be in such a relationship with you that you know his prompting and leading as you're walking through life. So we see in scripture, Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness. And and when you read the book of Acts, these brothers and sisters who planted the church were led by the spirit. Holy Spirit, uh, you know, prevented them from going into this place and they were encouraged by Holy Spirit to go to that town and they were inspired by Holy Spirit to, you know, speak in that way. And so we see it again and again and again. And we, so we see that, that, that leading in their lives all the way through. And then Romans 8 says it this way. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. They're moved by the impulse. So yes, God wants to be particular. Yes, he wants to get into the details. No, he's not you know, adding more words to the Holy Scripture. But yes, he wants to speak into your life. And so now I have friends that have told me that, you know, they've heard the audible voice of God. And, and I have people I know very close to me in, in close relationship who have told me they've actually seen Jesus walk into their bedroom and sit at the end of their bed and, and had an encounter with him. And I don't say to them, no, you didn't hear the voice, the audible voice of God, or no, you didn't see Jesus. But we do know that the whole of scripture teaches that the norm for most of us is not that. So I haven't lived my whole life going, you know, I hope to hear the audible voice of God today. That's not where I sit. And I don't feel disappointed or shortchanged at this stage in my life because I haven't heard the audible voice of God because I have Jesus' words who said this to his followers after the resurrection, blessed are those who have not seen and still believe. And so I'm like, you were talking about me. <laughs> and and it, because it's more normal that the way the kingdom of God is working right now is that I'm not going to have an honorable conversation with God Almighty. And I'm not going to see him in the flesh, maybe. Maybe you will. But he can speak particularly in my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I'm sitting here, by and large, because God spoke very particularly in my life. And so we were, we were living in Bayfield, Colorado. Many of you know this part of our story. Um, but we were down there pastoring, and, I, and I, I started out in youth ministry down there. And I was hired to raise up a youth pastor there and then transition into an associate role. And so I did that. And then a year into my associate role down there, I got a call from our founding pastors, Brent and Tana Parker. God had told them that uh, they were to pass the baton and they felt like we were the ones. And so now because we love destiny and because you know, we have family up here, our flesh just immediately wanted to say yes. But we knew enough at that time not to put our plans in front of God's plans. And so we just decided that we needed some time to you know, plan and process it all through. And so one night, Deanna and I were, were just finishing up having an, an earnest conversation about the potential move. And, and Dee finished the conversation by saying, you know, I know we're, we're not supposed to do this, you know, but you know, what, 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 what if we just, you know, just kind of ask God to put a, put a fleece out before the Lord? But wouldn't it be cool if he just, you know, kind of did that for us just this once, you know, so we could just know for sure. And I kid you not, the phone rings. We just finished having this conversation and it was Deanna's mom. And Deanna's mom gets on the phone and before Deanna could say anything, the first thing out of her mouth, she said, wouldn't it be cool if Brent and Tana retired and you guys could move up to the lead destiny? <laughs> Uh, 
okay. <laughs> Boy, that, that would be interesting. <laughs> and so now that isn't the usual way of God interacting with us, but that was really cool for him to do. <laughs> and, you know, if you asked me right now, how, how did you know that God was speaking particularly particularly to me in most situations, a lot of times I would say, just like what, what you'd say when you fall in love, right? I just knew. You just know when you fall in love, right? You, you just know. This is, it's hard to explain. How do, you, how, how do I, I just knew. Has anybody ever told you that? I just knew. I just knew that God told me. And, but you're never gonna hear me. Listen, you're never gonna hear me come in here and preach a sermon how I just knew. Because here's the thing, you don't wanna build your faith and your communication with Almighty God based on I just knew something, okay? Um, no, you're, you wanna plant yourself in the word of God and surrender yourself to Holy Spirit to such a degree that you know, you just know that God is leading, you know his voice. When I get on the phone and somebody that I know intimately answers on the other, I know their voice because I've spent time building a relationship with them. And so when they get on the phone, if Deanna picks up the phone, I know her voice. And so when she speaks to me, I just know. You see, you kind of get it, right? I just know that. And, and, so, and so that's what we want to do. Surrender ourselves to such a degree that you know that God is leading you to do every single step of your life. Now, now what did we do from that moment? We, we went right into our process. We went right into conversations with our kids, you know, with our parents and others that were closest to us. And we said, well, we feel like this is, you know, this, what God is putting in our hearts and what do you guys think? And, and let's pray about it together. And so we went to our team and we went to our circle of friends that were close to us in life at that time. And, and you know, most of them weighed in. And, and over a process of time, we came to the decision, this is what God wants us to do. Our yes was already on the table. So, hey, if, you know, if it's, you know, stay and be faithful where we're at, then we will do that. If it's go, then we're ready to go. If it's something we don't even know, we're ready to do that because mostly we just want to be where we want to be where you want us to be because we've planted in this word of God and we want to share this word of God to the whole wide world. That's our purpose. And so we've had so many particular supernatural things happen too in our lives. And I mean, from a, you know, a little thing like being prompted, you know, I'm sitting over there in the office to reach out to so-and-so that even happened this week. You know, I need to encourage this person right now. You kind of hear that still small voice. And so I send him a text or a voice memo and just say, hey man, I, the Lord put you in my heart today. I just want you to, to remind you that you're anointed and, and appointed to be right where you are right now. How many of you would like to receive that word, right? And you just get it from somebody and you, you know, you're the person for this time and I don't know what's going on in your life today or in your world, but I just wanted to let you know that God is for you. And you know, how many of you have just had that pop in your head, somebody's name, right? When you wake up in the morning and, and we just kind of let it pass. Don't let those, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you, to prompting you to, to reach out, to be in relationship with, to minister to those people that are in your lives. So don't let those pass. But maybe I didn't get into specifics and I just said, the Lord put you on my heart today. 
And I just want to know that you're praying, but it's particularly even when we don't know it because God is in the equation. And when God's in the equation, he speaks. And man, we've had some really crazy, I mean, soup. he did it because his ways are higher than our ways is basically how it happened. And his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And we're walking with a supernatural God. And so he can be very, very particular. And he wants to be supernatural in our story and in our lives. But if you want to know God's voice, Plant yourself in his word and surrender yourself to the Holy Spirit personally to such a degree that in all moments of your life, you will know his leading in your life. You will know his voice and you will lead a supernatural life because the supernatural God will be guiding you. So I want to close out this series by just giving us a couple of thoughts. And guys, um, who are helping me, you can go ahead and clear the table and and the uh, stools as we prepare for our surprise at the end. Thank you. Appreciate that. And so, but I I just want to close by giving uh, a couple of guidelines. And these are are more for me personally, but um, I think they might encourage you as well. And, And if they do, you know, feel free to take one of these away. Um, I do believe that God speaks very particularly to me and to you, Um, but I don't think that God speaks to me in a way that will not be congruent with his word, amen? And so here are just some guidelines for my life. Number one, again, this is for me in particular, maybe you can take something away from this. Number one, I wanna be particular about my language, about how I talk about the way that God speaks to me. And this has definitely changed since becoming the pastor of a local church because I feel a great responsibility. I feel a great responsibility. And so before, you know, as a lead pastor here, I might just say, well, the Lord spoke to me or, or I heard the Lord say, but I've been a lot more particular with my language in this season of my life. And now I do my best to try not to say the Lord told me or the Lord spoke to me or I heard the Lord say, not because I don't believe that, you know, that he speaks to me. I think he speaks to all of us. I've already said that today. But because I really wanna make sure that all the weight is being planted in the word of God. And I never want to, sometimes, you know, we make prophets um, the superhumans that nobody can attain, that he, you know, he gets the word of God and he's speaking. And so what I try to say, my, the language that I try to use now is I say, since the Lord is, is leading me or the Holy Spirit stirred up something inside of me or I felt the Lord impressing on me, because, you know, it was actually Jesse Cruikshank who was here for a fire conference. And, and she said, you know, I very rarely will give personal prophetic words because I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about God. And so she said, it, it's very rare that, that God will lead me to do that. Um, and especially when it's in, on a stage like this, because I, I want all the glory to go to God. And so that... That, that really uh, challenged me to, to kind of start thinking about the way and the words that I use. And you're like, well, Sean, that's all semantics. What difference does it make? Well, I'm saying it's for me, it's more helpful. And I'll tell you why, it puts me in a humble position. It puts me in a, a place of humility because what I've learned in time is that in some of these particular things that I could be wrong, I could be wrong. And so I like to say, you know, I I don't know for sure if this is the Lord saying this or doing this, but I wanted to encourage you or I wanted to offer this. The Holy Spirit is impressing on me. And so it puts me in a position, I believe, of being humble. 
and it helps me be tethered to the word of God, which I always want to be tethered to. And so I want to use that particular language about how God's spirit is leading me in my life. And I want your faith and I want, and you want your faith to be based on God speaking to you through his word. And so not on how somebody else told you that God speaks to them some other way. So the second guideline for me, is everybody still with me? We're almost done. The second guideline for me is simply that I want to make sure that whatever I sense personally is consistent with God's word. So God is not going to impress on me anything or lead me in any way that's incongruent with what's already spoken in his word. And so I want to make sure that those two things fit together, right? Because he's always going to be consistent with his word. And if you're going to put a minor footnote under this one, you know, I'm never going to lift up. I sensed, or you know, I felt led, or the, the Holy Spirit you know, stirred something up inside of me. I'm never gonna set that aside as being equal to the word of God. The third guideline is that most times, what I sense personally, a lot of times, what I sense personally is to be acted on privately. Do you know how easy it is to say, Lord, I just want you to speak to me and I just want to hear from you and I just want to know something from your word today. And then he speaks and, and here's, here's where I'll, 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 it's so easy for us to do this. It's so easy. The very next thing we want to do is get in the seat that, you know, that we didn't add today and, and that is to publicly tell somebody else what he gave us. And it was just for us. And so, you know, it's, I have a word of God for you today and I just want to share this with you. And God's like, I just shared it with you like 20 minutes ago and you haven't even digested it yet. You haven't even lived it out yet. So if you're not even living in it yet and it hasn't be, become a part of an us thing between you and God, and, and you took our thing, the, the thing that was between you and God and you, you're already out here passing it out like you got something for everybody, why do we do that? Maybe, you know, we wanted to look more spiritual than become more spiritual. And it bypasses the beautiful simplicity of going, you know what? When you said that, you wanted me to obey it. Not necessarily to announce it. You wanted me to obey it. How about this? Not to tweet it. <laughs> not, to, not to make a Facebook post about it. You wanted, you wanted me to hear your voice and follow you. Not tell everybody else how to follow you. And I just think that somehow for me, that guideline, all three of those, keeps me closer to him and it allows his word to come alive in my heart. It's kind of like today, the message isn't, you know, you know if you're living in Wyoming and you're thinking about moving to the Black Hills and you got your answer today. <laughs> so, you know, thank you very much. You know, if you're wondering about moving to the Black Hills, then plant yourself in the word of God, right? We start back and we're in our anchor. You plant yourself there. Get to know Jesus. Put it on the table. That piece of paper that says, yes, I just want your will in Wyoming, in Texas, in Indiana, or wherever else you want me to be. And I want to be where you want me to be. So process it with your people in your community and see what wisdom they can speak into whether you need to make that move or not. And, and, and if you say it and you process it with them and if you say I've already done all of that and there are real, there's no really big red flags anywhere and God maybe wants you as a son or daughter to know today that, hey, you know what? Do you like Wyoming? 
Do you like Atlanta? Do you like the Black Hills? Okay, great. Move to the Black Hills. See, a lot of times we just want an answer. We just want like, hey, do you have a minute? I need you to just tell me. Do you want me to go? <laughs> right? And, and what he really wants to tell us so much of the time is I just want you to love me and fall in love with me and live for me in the Black Hills or in Texas. <laughs> and so that's what I want you to do. And so whether you live here in Texas, it, it could be particular, but it could be just, hey, pick the one that you like best. Just use wisdom. And it's just, it's just like how God didn't need to tell you, you know, what kind of shoes that you need to wear today, right? Unless you're really hung up on shoes, I guess, and then maybe he would. But, but, but maybe he wants to talk to you about your shoes. But you don't need to ask him, should I brush my teeth this morning, right? You don't need to ask him. He's like, son, Yes, <laughs> right? I mean, how many of you are, are, are telling your kids today, brush your teeth because you're a parent, right? But you want them to get to the point where they don't ask, right? That, that wisdom starts growing in their life and they just know to do that on their own. And so God wants us all to grow in wisdom and stature. And so the last thing, again, this is just practical guidelines for me. I wanna guard my heart when messages from God come through other people. In other words, I want to be planted and I want to be surrendered and I, and I want to be in the word of God and in open-handed in community. But occasionally someone will say to me and they will say to you, you know, Sean, I have a word from God for you. And I've, and I've learned over time, it's a guideline for me that my first thought goes to, I, I just want to put a filter over my heart because you know somebody's saying something over your life and whether it is or isn't from God it can't be unheard and so when it gets qualified as you know this is from God then you from that point forward have to deal with that and and that's why I like to put humility in the equation and just say to a friend you know I don't know you know, if this is for, for the word of the Lord or not, I'm not sure if this is the Lord prompting me to encourage you or not. I just feel led. I feel impressed. So if I'm going to say this and share this, and it's, if it's, it, it's totally congruent, I can tell you that it's, it matches up with the word of, what the word of God is saying. And then I'm just going to let you and Holy Spirit and in your community work that out with the word of God, okay? And I'm not going to load that up on the front end by saying the Lord spoke to me and wanted me to tell you X, Okay. When I hear those words, I instantly put a filter over my heart because it's hard to unhear them. <laughs> and, I, and I almost kind of want to stop and say, you know, rewind before you tell me that because this can make a relationship really awkward, <laughs> right? Because I have been in situations, and maybe you have too, I'm not kidding, a couple times in my life, on the same day, or maybe even in a couple days, I would get you know, two kind of words or letters or notes from people, one saying that I have a word from God, he wanted me to write you this letter, and then another person coming the next day that says, I have a word from God, he wanted me to, to tell you this, and they're the exact opposite. And they're people I know and love, and they're the opposite advice. And so what do I do? Well, I'm gonna do either one of these two things and maybe neither. And when I make that decision, I'm about to put on one of these relationships, it's gonna be on weird terms for a little bit, right? Because from now on, it's gonna be like, well, I wrote to him and told him what the Lord wants him to do and he didn't do it. So obviously he's not very spiritual, <laughs> right? And so I, I, I just wanna guard my heart. And I want to encourage you and that when somebody says, I got a word of God from you, ask yourself the question, is, is it from the word of God? 
No? Okay. Okay. You know, so if it's something that I'm, I'm not 100% sure where it came from, then back up about five steps and go, I don't know, but I'm going to take this to the Lord. Thank you for sharing. And if they say, but I, I, I just wanted to share Luke 9 with you, great. There's no harm done in sharing verses of scripture, right? With, with somebody that you don't know. It's just like, hey, I don't know you, but I'm going to tell you that this is the voice of the Lord. I'm just going to step in and share scripture with you. But, I, but I, I'm, I'm going to preface it in a way that lets you know that it's all about God's voice coming through his word. And does it come particularly? Absolutely. He's spoken to me in that way so many times. And I know he's spoken to so many of you in that way so many times. And should you want that in your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. We should hunger and yearn for the voice of God to guide and direct us every single day. You should ask God to lead you. Wake up in the morning and say, where do you want me to go today? What do you want me to do? What do you want these hands to do? God, guide me. Open, before you open up that word of God, speak, your servant is listening. I want you to speak through your word today. Let that breath come through the living word of God. And you should expect, you should expect that God will lead you, that God will speak to you. And you should expect that God through his word wants you to hear his voice. Why? Because he loves you and he wants to have relationship to you. What a, what a powerful, powerful possibility, amen? So this series, we've went through so many different voices and so the, the, the enemy is so tricky. He likes to get on the microphone in every chance and every possibility, every ch- uh, turn that he can. And um, I just wanted to end today. Um, Jim is going to come up and close, uh, close out the service before Ethan um, uh, wraps everything up for us and do some ministry with us. Uh, but um, before we do that, can we just pray? Father God, all these different voices that come and s- so loud sometimes and, and have been hogging the microphone in our lives. It all comes down to, Lord, opening up and giving you space to get on the microphone. And again, just like we prayed at the beginning of this time today, Lord, I pray that your church, your sons and daughters in this room and watching online, that it would be easy for us to discern and learn and to know your voice. Let it cut through the noise. God, we just humble ourselves. We sit at, at these tables, Lord. We would plan ourselves in your word. God, we, we, we lay aside our own plans. God, we ask for you to speak particularly into our lives. God, let us begin each day by asking you to lead and direct and to speak. God, let it be one of the first priorities in our life to hear and to know your voice. It's so easy when we don't to go into our own plans, to go into our own planning mode and to go into our our own purposes and our own destinations. But God, we know that what you have for us is so much better. And so Lord, give us a heart to learn, to discern and to know your still small voice. And, And again, it may be still and small, but I, God, I pray that it would be loud and clear for every single person in this room. We want to know you, your mighty name.